Hello everyone, my name is Researcher Jove, and today we are going to be looking at SCP-1000. This document references a few different groups, the Children of the Sun, Children of Night, and the Serpent's Hand. The Children of Sun and Night will be discussed in this episode, but I'll have to save uh, the Serpent's Hand for a later episode. At a first glance, this appears to be a document about Bigfoot and a genetic mutation it possesses, which causes any humans and other homo sapiens to die instantly upon viewing the subject. They are monitored from a distance and kept from human population as it is speculated that the genetic mutation could spread to humans, which would cause mass loss to the human population. That seems to be the end of the document, but upon further reading by a higher level official, there appears to be an additional document containing a transcript found by Foundation personnel stating the true nature of SCP-1000. It tells that the Bigfoot were once highly intelligent advanced civilization called the Children of the Night that advanced hugely while humans were still in caves. However, a sudden unknown event causes humans, referred to as the Children of the Sun, to gain knowledge and tools which they used to then overthrow and stunt their smarter cousins, before wiping their own memories of what they had done. A few decided to keep the knowledge and pass it on as they didn't know if it would be needed in the future. Recently, there was a notice of the ch Children of Night rapidly gaining their intelligence, asking to rejoin us in ranks. Now that that's all been gone over, let's jump right in. Item number SCP-1000. Object Class Keter. This means it is significantly hard to contain and possesses a higher threat to the general population. Special Containment Procedures All media reports related to SCP-1000 are to be examined for potential verification. All organizations and individuals investigating SCP-1000's existence are to be kept under surveillance by Mobile Task Force Data-1000 and are to be discredited or administered amnestics. All physical signs of SCP-1000 existence must be retrieved and kept in Foundation custody and replaced with decoy items if necessary. Alleged sightings of SCP-1000 must always be investigated by Mobile Task Force Zeta, however trivial the claim may be. Absolutely no contact with wild or captive instances of SCP-1000 is allowed without prior approval by Director Jones. Any interaction between SCP-1000 and humans, including Foundation personnel, must be reported to Director Jones immediately. Description: SCP-1000 is a nocturnal, omnivorous ape classified in the hominid branch along with the genera Pan and Homo. Adults range from size of 1.5 to 3 meters, 5 to 10 feet in height, and weigh between 90 to 270 kilograms, about 260 pounds. They have gray, brown, black, red, and occasionally white fur. They possess large eyes with good vision, a pronounced brow ridge, and a satical crest on the forehead similar to that of a gorilla, but is present in both sexes. Their intelligence is on par with that of pan troglodytes, the common chimpanzee. 
SCP-1000 evolved alongside Homo sapiens, existing contemporaneously with proto-humans and humans in large numbers of or until 10,000 to 15,000 years ago, when an extinction event eliminated all but 1.5% of their population. This event was triggered by SCP-1000 contracting an anomalous pseudo-disease classified as SCP-1000-F1. This disease is passed on at a genetic level and affects every present-day instance of SCP-1000. The majority of SCP-1000 instances are born immune to the effect. Those who are not born immune to the effect quickly die. The effect of SCP-1000-F1 is as follows. Any hominid, including humans, chimpanzees, bonobos, and non-immune instances of SCP-1000 that directly or indirectly observe any instance of SCP-1000 has a minimum of a 2% chance to be killed instantly through anomalous means via permanent cease of brain function. This percentage is cumulative, and the longer a human views SCP-1000, the higher the chance of instantaneous death increases, at a rate of 1% every 20 minutes per viewing. This effect varies between individuals individual members of SCP-1000 species, with some individuals carrying a death chance of 90%. The effect is also produced by dead individuals, though small fur samples do not exhibit the effect. Known means of preventing the effect are small-scale only and include redacted. Because of SCP-1000's close relation to humanity, it is considered likely that SCP-1000-F1 could eventually transfer to human carriers. Any instances of SCP-1000 finding its way to a major population center could constitute a blank class into the world scenario with a minimum death toll of redacted and possible extinction of humanity. Fortunately, SCP-1000 appears to instinctively avoid human contact. It is not currently feasible to exterminate SCP-1000 entirely. The highest known population of SCP-1000 are at a present located in the Pacific Northwest region of North America and in the Himalayan mountain ranges of Asia. As of redacted, these populations remain existent. SCP-1000's presence and blank have also been documented within the past five years on every continent. All known significant populations of SCP-1000 located near human population centers have been eliminated. SCP-1000 came to the attention of the Foundation via Dr. Franz Blank in 14 Blank. With the Children of the Sun, who identified themselves as outcast members of the Serpent Hand, this group has since been completely destroyed by the by the Foundation due to their reluctance to surrender information about various SCPs. Remaining members have either joined the Foundation or have gone into hiding, presumably as the members of the Serpent's Hand. Weapons, tools, and other unique pseudo-technological resources in possession of the organization have been classified as SCP-1000-001, though SCP-1000.
or through SCP-1000 redacted. These resources have been made use of the Foundation in multiple instances. Access to surviving ex-members of the Children of Sun is restricted to personnel with clearance of Level 4 unless given direct authorization for contact by Director Jones. Further information is available to personnel with clearance level 3 or above. Personnel with clearance level 3 or above are required to read document alpha-1.5-96-1000 addendum 1000-466-x update on special containment procedures as of blank scp 1000 special containment procedures no longer include procedure 516-lumia redacted indicates that scp 1000 may be developing a resistance to the sonic element redacted would not develop further so that procedure 516-lumia can still be used in emergency situations Investigation into alternate means of reliably keeping SCP-1000 away from human population centers is underway. Whether SCP-1000 resistance to procedure 516-Lumia was calculated and as such may be a sign of SCP-1000's redacted or coincidental by chance of natural species variation is unknown at this time. That appears to be the end of the first document. This next part is document alpha 159-6-1000, missive from Director Jones's desk, and it explains the true nature of SCP-1000. This begins the reading from the document taken from Director Jones' desk, explaining the true nature of SCP-1000. You probably heard rumors before now. Everyone without clearance level to know better wants to get their digs in. Did you hear about Sasquatch, how it's an SCP? Are we going to capture and contain Batboy next? Yes, SCP-1000 is Bigfoot. I'm sure you've snickered. Don't worry. Contrary to the rumors, we don't actually assign you to Keter duty for finding something humorous. You think Bigfoot is funny because we want you to think Bigfoot is funny. We've bankrolled Hollywood comedies and factual documents, paid off men in gorilla suits, perpetrated hoaxes with bear prints and goat fur, bribed and brainwashed cartoonists to get especially silly depictions on children's television. Even the term Bigfoot comes from us, planted in the media in 1958, a term people would find even harder to take seriously than Sasquatch. Why? We'll get to that. The information in this article that you are... The information in the article that you've already read isn't entirely untrue, or true at all. There are two direct lies and plenty of lies of omission. There is no such thing as an anomalous pseudo-disease referred to as SCP-1000-F1. SCP-1000 does not possess a magical death aura. In fact, 
SCP does not directly exhibit any anomalous effect whatsoever. We also lied about SCP-1000's intelligence level. SCP-1000 aren't chimp-level smart. They're smarter. To be precise, they're exactly as smart as us. That brings us to the lies of omission. That's what this letter is for. The lies came from me, so I figured the truth should come from me as well. This is the story we got from the Children of the Sun who defected to us. As a story we didn't believe, refused to believe, at first, it eventually becomes clear that this is the truth. As you've already read, the apes we call SCP-1000 evolved alongside us. We walked in the daytime, they walked in the nighttime, our nocturnal siblings in the shadow. But while we were still wandering hunter and gatherer style, they changed. Like we would a few thousand years later. Tools, weapons, agriculture, domesticated animals, stable settlements. As humanity blinked in the sun, SCP-1000's population exploded across the night. They blanketed the planet in the tens of billions. They made things that we still can't comprehend today, even though we've studied them and the surviving pieces. Organic technology. They've made trees and birds of prey grow into fast-moving ships, herds of animals that become trains, bushes that become flying vehicles. From insects and pigeons, they made things equivalent to cell phones, televisions, computers, atomic bombs even. The children describe vast, shining cities stretching across, across glaciers and penetrating the deepest caverns, growing skyships of ivory and spider silk, creatures tending to them with hundreds of blinking eyes. We were rare, like gorillas now, with a few hundred thousand left at best. We avoided their settlements just like the wild animals today avoid ours. SCP-1000 understood that we were intelligent like them, but avoided us just as we avoided them, and even saw us as fairies, as gnomes, described us uh, with supernatural powers, even said we ate bad children while they slept in the day. They fenced off our dwindling wild populations into con conservatories, outlawed poaching, but the underground consumed our bones as Afro-Sadiacs. Their civilization fell, and we did it. By we, I don't mean the Foundation. By we, I mean humanity. The story is, or is muddled. Supposedly, a trickster forest god showed humanity favor, showing us the masters of tools and how to use them. Why we did it, we don't know. Perhaps they hunted us. Perhaps we were simply afraid. Perhaps it was that they fenced us in, unintentionally or not. We simply don't know what the truth is. Somehow, we acquired SCP-1000's own technology, and with it, we instigated an SK-class dominance shift, in which humanity became the dominant species of the Earth. We wiped out 70% of SCP-1000's population in a single day. The Day of Flowers, the children called it. Supposedly, every flower bloomed that day, 
while our enemies died in their sleep. Then we hunted the rest down, but we went further than just killing them. With a few more twisted of SCP-1000's devices, we drove the survivors mad, even hiding beyond, even those hiding beyond our reach. We trapped them in their own minds, blocking higher functions and leaving their bodies to fend for themselves like an ordinary ape. We slaughtered their living machines and burned their vast, shining cities with SCP-1000's bioweapons that reduced everything to slurry and dust that washed away or blew away in the rain and wind. We left no traces, not even in our own memory. We turned the weapons on ourselves, wiping out knowledge of SCP-1000 and the great civilization the planet had ever seen. Only a few humans protected themselves from the effect, kept the knowledge forbidden and hidden away, just in case. The rest of us went back to being hunter-gatherers, none the wiser. Which brings us to today. You're going to read all about that in Level 3 documentation, but I'll give you the short version here. SCP-1000 are somehow regaining their forgotten intelligence and knowledge. Maybe they never truly lost it. We don't know. This is why the ever-increasing number of Bigfoot sightings is so worrying. Why the attempts, why the attempts at contact, however indecipherable, are more worrying than the rest. Yes, SCP-1000 are just like us. That's what makes them so dangerous. We wiped them from history and memory. We dissolved their civilization and slaughtered most of their species. Just ask yourself, if they got the chance, what more would they do to us? Addendum 1000-056-D. Instances of SCP-1000 have tried to make contact with Foundation per personnel on multiple occasions. Most of these attempts at contact have gone untranslate, untranslated, though recent attempts show that some instances of SCP-1000 are capable of communicating in English. Log 1000-AD065-X1 The following is a rough translation of the recent SCP-1000 attempt at communication with Foundation personnel. And the note is as followed. We forgive you. Given chance for now, not forever. Let us back in. And that concludes this document on SCP-1000, Children of the Night, or aka Bigfoot. Object Class Keter. I know humanity benefited from this tale, but I feel bad for SCP-1000. I mean... I guess nothing lasts forever, even a godlike society that the Children of the Night created. But it does make you question, if they were to gain their intelligence back, would they be so forgiving, or would they try to overthrow us as we overthrew them? Thank you all for listening, and I'm sorry that I did not post this video last night, I ended up falling asleep, but I will be posting another video later tonight at 10pm. Thank you all, and I hope you enjoyed.